welcome back to Don't, Don't Take, Take Our, Our Word, Word For It. It. We are two Korean American gals trying to navigate the socially relevant, culturally confusing, and everything in between in ways we know best, but don't, don't take, take our, our word, word for it. it. So, it's our second episode of the year. Oh my god, already? Yes, I know. So we're coming out of our our resolution uh, revolution. Episode. Resolution revolution. So how are things currently with, with that? My resolutions? <laughs> yeah. This is a good <laughs> pick up. <laughs> uh, you know, I... It's still early. And we... It is early. Yeah. And we said we block out different milestones for a different... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I have been working on some things and oh. not on others. Yeah. And it could be like down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all at once. That's impossible. Yeah. Something I haven't had a chance to do yet is actually like sit down and write it out. Yeah. So I have like a, a whiteboard with a calendar on it mm -hmm. and I want to block out like the next month at Ooh, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give myself, I like visuals. I'm mm -hmm. a visual person. Right. So having that up there definitely helps me. Haven't gotten to it yet. Nice. But, but oh, you will, but you will. I will. And I have been working on some of my goals. Yes. Yeah, I've been, good. I've been touching clay every day. Nice. So that's okay, good. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think one of my goals was to um, read more books this year. Ooh. I've already finished two. What? So I'm, yeah. yes. How long were these books? Um, one of them, okay, one of them, I guess is kind of, uh, it was, ch I'm cheating because I started like mid-December and I oh. finished it in January. <laughs> hey, you followed through though. But I followed through. <laughs> and, and the other one was not too long. It was a pretty short one. So it was like, a, like maybe 200 or something pages. So it was yeah, a yeah. short one. But was that the book? For this episode? It wasn't. Oh, oh, dang. You are juggling like wait, so I multiple I books. Three that books. That's wow. crazy. Well, okay, two and a half. Okay. If we want to get technical. Okay, quick question. When yes. do you find the time to read these books? Honestly, um, you can. I, I try to, I try to, uh, like, before I go to bed, like mm -hmm. an hour before I go to bed, I try to squeeze in a few chapters. Oh, dang. So I just, like, read, not, like, page count, but it's yeah. more like, oh, okay, for the next 45 minutes, I'm just going to read. Yeah. And wherever I stop, I stop. Do you find that you retain what you read about, like, the next day if you read before bed? Uh, I think, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Usually, though, like, I like to read. I don't know if I've said this to you. I feel like I said this to you before. Oh. Like, I like to physically read fiction. Okay. And I listen to nonfiction. Yes, you did tell me this yeah. before. So, like, kind of like podcasts. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, like, audiobook, more nonfiction books. Because it helps me retain more information that way. Yeah. But when I want to read something more fantastical and yeah. something more out of this world, then I'll read. I'll read it, read it. Yeah. yeah. I loved reading fiction when I was younger, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of, like, young adult series. Yeah. Definitely, like, kids series, oh, too. Oh, yes. Harry Potter. Oh, my my favorite. I was shunned from... I was not allowed to read that stuff. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. I wish... I hope you can read it, you know, now in your adulthood. I know. I, I think I need to start at, like, book four, because oh, you book read three... Yeah. I hid behind my Bible, like under my covers, uh -huh. to like read it at home. Oh wow! Like snuck it home. <laughs> yeah, it's read like... it behind my Bible, and then when my parents would come in, like I could hide it pretty quickly, you know. But after book three, you can't really do that anymore. Even with like those you thick can... children's Bibles, <laughs> you can't hide it anymore. You can try. It's like, what are you reading? Nothing, mom. Uh, it's like a thousand Bible? page it's like uh, the, a thousand page novel yeah it's a, a, a theology book yes systematic <laughs> theology yeah. oh you know you could hide anything behind systematic theology books <laughs> yes 
All right. Well, you guys, today we have a very exciting episode. Uh, we decided to do an episode on being better at communicating. Ooh. Or conversation. Yeah. Yes. It's a very meta topic. So we're gonna today we're gonna be conversing <laughs> about conversing. Ah, ah I see what you did there. <laughs> um so the reason why we decided mm. to go and do a topic like this was um well I think Michelle and I both were talking about how we began to notice like this common thread. Yes. Um in the types of conversations we were having with people and even within ourselves um that there's like a lot of social anxiety kind of surrounding yeah, our interactions with friends strangers coworkers. exactly and i started to wonder why there was such a difference between these interactions you know yeah. i don't consider myself a socially awkward person i mm-hmm. I think I'm okay at conversing. I think and- you're great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. you know, making small On the talk. spectrum, I think you would definitely <laughs> Thank you, be. Yeah. I needed that affirmation. <laughs> um, but, you know, like we were we we were both experiencing you know why is there such a difference in, in the ways that we interact in these situations or in x situations and yeah sometimes no matter how many times we've done done it mm-hmm. we still feel anxiety about certain uh, groups or being in a group setting or right, like right, right. walking into something new. There's so much, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in life, Yeah, um, there is a lot of social anxiety around making conversations exactly. with people. I think even the most apt conversationalists experience some sort of social anxiety at some point um, or they did, they just got better at managing it mm-hmm. or yeah. They yeah. they figured out something for themselves. Yeah. But um, I wanted to mention, like, social interactions, they are complex by nature. Exactly. I think that even though we do it every single day and right. we have some sort of form of communication, it is still very complex in nature when you really break it down yeah. individual by individual. Yeah, because when you look at it, like, uh, people interacting, there's so many different things that are right. kind of coming together at that point like everybody's conversational style is culturally influenced in different ways like you and I have different well you and I are the same ethnicity but uh, everybody has an ethnic background um, a regional background you are of a certain age uh, class gender you might even be uh, maybe you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day right Um, maybe you're really worn out yeah Yeah. there are a lot of variables at play when you are interacting with anyone right and um, at times, these differences that we have, it will inevitably clash, and that creates tensions and frustrations, which can lead to us making unhealthy as- um, assumptions about the other individual or, you know, whatever topic at hand that they represent. Exactly. And I think that's where we um, have a tendency to flock to people that think like us, look like us, right. act like us, have similar opinions as us. These yeah, are just easier, easier to just kind of adapt and we don't More have convenient. to. Exactly. It's convenient yeah, yeah. and we don't have to work so hard at trying to match their communication styles or right. their thought process or ideologies. So I get it. Like I get why we kind of uh, flock to to those, you know, people that are similar to us. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in, in being able to be aware of our natural tendencies. And yeah. so when we are up against someone that's very different from us mm-hmm. or we have a hard time understanding, it helps us break down like, oh, okay, like 
I just need to be more aware of X, Y, and Z, and we can right. have a much we can ha- still have a very rich conversation. Yeah, with one yeah. Another. So, uh, in order to foster that, the goal of today's episode is uh, to identify the anxiety surrounding social interactions, and um, we also want to point out some practical ways to become better communicators overall. Yes. So, question for you, Michelle. Yes. Do you believe in bad conversations, or do you believe in good conversations? Uh, yes, I actually, I do believe that you can have bad conversations and there are really good conversations out there. Okay. Okay, cool. So what uh, are some examples of bad conversations you've had? Ooh, oh man, I've had a good amount of bad conversations, but (laughs) the one that really comes to mind, (laughs) I don't want to name it names, you know? Okay. No Um, names, no names. There's one, there's one we call, um, the hijacker. Okay. The conversation hijacker. Ooh, we've it, all met one of those. Uh, we've all been I've one, been of, one, been of, one those, of those. Yeah. So no shame to anyone, but it is really hard to sit through a long conversation with someone that constantly trying tries to hijack the conversation oh back gosh. onto them. Like, oh yeah, I went to the store. I love that store. And yeah. it's going to be, that's where I go. And you, you just have this like 30 minute, one hour <laughs> rant about why you love that store. And yeah. given like there are certain conversations context when you're with someone and it's about them let's say they're going through something or you're celebrating them or whatever it is Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. obviously there you would give them more attention Mm -hmm. and i i get that context but i'm more talking about in a normal like friend or familial sort of context Mm -hmm. and just it's this constant hijacking yeah (laughs) this conversation isn't about you (laughs) so tone it down bro Right. It's one of those. Yeah. Or on the opposite spectrum, mm-hmm. someone who's that's completely disengaged is like, hey, hello. Like, you're not really asking, yes. you know, mathematical, theoretical questions to them. There's but just, they're, you're like talking to a wall. Exactly. And there's like, yeah, okay. And they're like, body language is just kind of. Yeah. Not yeah. even making eye contact. Yeah. Short answers. There's yeah. No closed, qu- closed answers. Like, yes. there's no, you know, there's no you room can't for do you anything to follow. with it. Yeah. You can't really lead it anywhere. So, yeah. I think that's also something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've definitely had bad conversations too. Um, I remember I went on this uh, date and the whole conversation, I think we hung out for maybe about a couple hours and the entire time uh, the person talked about himself, (laughs) like solely himself. I've actually been on two dates where, now that I think about it, yeah, two dates where the guy the entire time talked about himself. You guys, it's come on. It's kind of crazy. I was like, oh, this is happening. Like, I, like oh. looked down at the, oh, I'm done with my drink now. And we're still talking about, about you. you. Like, the only moment I had to, like, talk about me was when I was responding to something he said. to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And to try to kind of, like, slide like in something about somewhere. myself. I was like, yeah, oh, I remember that time when I blah, 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 blah. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, cool. But when I did it. Yeah. And then you, you know, go on a whole nother tangent. And I felt like the whole time, uh, maybe, you know, one guy, I know he was just really passionate about mm. whatever he was okay, talking yeah. about. So I know when we are when we mm-hmm. get passionate about things, we like, like, you can go on and on and on. Right, right. Understandable. However, still, like, two entire hours. Ooh, that's a long time. Two yeah. hours? I was so tired by the end of that meeting. You know when someone excuses themselves to the bathroom, that that's kind of like the natural, yes. like, oh, we are winding down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, had to do that. That is exactly what happened to my friend and I when we 
met a hijacking hijacker yeah and we're just like so exhausted after that conversation like, yeah i don't know why i'm so tired but i feel so I'm exhausted. exhausted yeah another type of bad conversation i've had is when there's like absolutely no give and take like oh. there's just no flow like yeah. i don't know if we're just like we're just not on the same mm-hmm. wavelength um and i feel like i'm pretty adaptable you like are. Yes. yeah i feel like i try to match whoever mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. but no matter what I tried, this person, like, there was just nothing I can work with. Kind of like what you're saying, like, they're disengaged. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Is it yeah. me? Like, and so I freak out and yeah. I, I keep thinking it's maybe something I did wrong yeah. or maybe I'm not interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's them. Okay. Yeah. Or like, like when you're, or, or like when you just, you are the one, it's like the interviewer, like you feel like the interviewer. Yeah. You have like a million questions. Yes. Like, I've definitely okay, done that too. I'm like, just like, please, like, give me anything to work with I'm trying really hard oh my god I yes well what is an example of a good conversation you've had I think um I mean I've had a lot of good conversations I I I wish I could really point out more of it and I should be more aware of it when it's happening Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely after a really good conversation I don't feel drained yes it's like the opposite I feel energized and motivated yeah and I just want to I want to do something and you know I really appreciate I feel like there's something that we've gained we both gained from yeah that I love those conversations mm-hmm. yeah uh same equal level of like curiosity uh about each other mm-hmm. we have that I've always um I remember like thinking back to an experience I've had where we were having like a really great time mm-hmm. with each other was I felt genuinely interested in like I felt like the other person wanted to get to know me and they were asking me very like and you know intuitive questions yeah. versus like very you know flat general yeah. interview type questions exactly. yeah um so it, it made me feel like I was being listened to mm-hmm. um that I matter and I also think it has to kind of do with the level of comfort that you have with that person. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. And I've felt that with strangers too, where it just, you, you know, you just you like kind of connect. Exactly. And you just have that. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. A natural connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was, so like Joanne kind of privied be, be on this, you know, intro of this uh-huh, episode uh-huh. that I was reading a book for this, for this episode. Uh-huh. Um, there's actually a quote that <clears throat> I wrote down about just kind of good conversations yes. and it says, in order to have good conversations we must appreciate the artistic elements this art has to do with easing the mind easing the mind of the other creating valuable and genuine interactions mm-hmm. it is an art of interchange through seemingly superficial talk re- we reveal our good qualities and bring about someone else's good qualities mm. and this is from the book the lost art of good conversations Ooh. so yeah there it, it is sort of like a dance mm-hmm. and you can, i would see that yeah and i think it has to do with somebody who has like a certain level of self-awareness yeah yeah i think just as like i think uh dance is a really good uh, metaphor or uh, like a a illustration to a good conversation it's like you kind of have to know like that other person a little bit to like see where they might be going and Mm -hmm. i think when you're a good dancer or you've done it a couple times you're very intuitive about where that person might be going even if it's not exactly where you thought it was gonna go you know you have enough um to 
to adapt to it, I guess. Yeah. 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 All right. So kind of based off of that, let's talk about some qualities we've noticed about poor and apt conversationalists. Mm -hmm. So poor conversationalists, what are some things that you've noticed that they tend to do? Right. There's so many. Um, I think there definitely one is somebody that is unaware of social cues. I think there Mm -hmm. are certain body languages and there's certain things that you can gauge um someone's interest level or you know where they're at in the conversation and it might not be you and i think that's another thing we'll talk about just our social anxiety of oh like am i interesting am i boring them right are they they, do they not like me but you know and and just it it doesn't have it's not it might not be about it might be them they might just there might be something on their mind that they're thinking about that is causing them to disengage a bit but i think there is a, a level of social cue that you can pick up on uh when you're in a conversation with someone and just to gauge. And I think that's like a, I think that's really normal, but I guess that's yeah. something to point out. In Korean, we call that nunchi. Oh, yes. So nunchi. an ability to pick up social cues or like, <laughs> yeah, under like yeah. see it quickly, yeah, quickly and pick it up. And yeah. like, oh, and adapt to that. Yes, yes, yes. And if you don't have that, it's quite frustrating <laughs> for the people around you. Yeah. Oh, so adaptation is a, that's a good word. Yeah. Okay. Someone who can adapt. Yeah. That's a good quality yeah. of, definitely and a good, good conversation. Good conversation. Yeah. Some other qualities of poor conversationalists are, you know, they tend to dominate the conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, the hijackers. Oh my gosh, the hijackers, the soapbox talkers, oh, the soapbox. Yeah, the speech where Ooh. they're like venting about society or like yeah. venting about something, and they're using like that, that platform exactly whatever it is wherever the you one are. or two people you're talking to as like an audience <laughs> it's uh, a lot it's a lot it is a, a lot, lot it's you a know? lot and you know it's okay to have a soapbox like speech <laughs> if you give a precursor to it like True. give us a warning that yeah. this is gonna like can i just vent for a second and totally, totally. but if you're just Prepare gonna hijack me. like a uh, like a converse a communal conversation about something and make it your soapbox mm-mm, i don't think so like like it, it kind of ruins the mood. Yeah. Kills how do the you bad. recover? I know. How do you recover from it's that? Hard. You have someone's to gotta be someone's gotta be like that person yeah. to kind of pick okay, it back up. Um okay. So and then again, like we mentioned before, uh um poor conversationalists tend to be like kind of unwilling, unable. Oh. Both of those work. Like you're either unable or you're unwilling to keep the conversation that going. That's true. That um, is or you're disinterested mm. and kind of disengaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, some things that we've noticed about good conversationalists, they seem to be genuinely curious curious and interested in whoever they're talking to. So yeah. uh, you can tell by the questions mm-hmm. right. that they ask. Mm-hmm. Um, is it relevant really, to exactly. who we're talking about or is it very general? Because I think we're smart. Like we're, we know when yeah. someone is really listening to us exactly and you can tell by the types of responses they give you too mm-hmm. um it's not just like oh the, yeah that's cool uh they actually give you a thoughtful response yeah you know yeah. or like a caring response yeah i also think like authenticity like if you're just being yourself right it really does show i'm not saying that you know we don't put up a front like i definitely do sometimes and in certain contexts i feel like i need to be a certain way or a certain person right um but in a good conversation it feels more relaxed like they feel yeah. like more themselves i feel like more myself and it's just a much more comfortable space and yeah um yeah that's a i feel really comfortable conversing in that kind of yes yes and um and it's not easy either like feeling uh being able to feel like 
feel comfortable in your own mm-hmm. skin while you're talking to another person, it's actually a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because we actually put on a lot more fronts than we think we do. We, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Nothing is burning. Yeah, no, uh, don't worry. That's this just, is me. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. totally yeah. me. No. Yeah. But, I woke up. I woke up just fine. <laughs> There was but, no issues. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and you know what? The thing with authenticity is that I think there's a lot more forgiveness that comes with authenticity. Yes. Like even if you're not the best, well, most like well-spoken human out there, um, even if you're authentic about it, um, I think there's forgiveness for it. Mm-hmm. Like you can... If it, you can tell that a person is being themselves, even if they're, you know, kind of there are awkward moments or the conversation isn't really flowing. Yeah. Um, you'll still kind of have a good time and you'll get a sense that this person values your time right. and you. Yeah. Uh, through their yeah. authenticity. Yeah. So the question is, do you think that we're good communicators? Ooh, I think, okay, Michelle, I'll speak for you. I think you are a really good communicator. Aww. I honestly thought that like ever since I met you, because um, I felt like every time we would have a conversation, mm-hmm. I felt like you were actually listening to the things I was saying. And by your responses, I felt that too so it kind of like reaffirmed like oh she's listening to me and then by the way you responded it affirmed like yes like she does care and then the next time we would touch base I remember like you would remember the things that we've talked about yeah so that shows me like you are a good communicator and also I noticed like the way that you speak with other people too regardless of whether they're like your good friends or they're kind of you know um acquaintances or strangers Mm -hmm. you have a way to kind of adapt you're like able to adjust accordingly mm. i think oh, yeah man. so i'd say you're a good communicator thank you well and on that note i think that you're a wonderful communicator oh really yeah i would not Shoot. not would not have a podcast with someone if they were not good communicators the worst it's the worst medium to choose like of all the mediums you know Thank you for saying. I really appreciate that, though, because I I don't think I was the best before. Yeah, you know, there, it, there is some practice to it, yeah. you know, and you do have to kind of, you do fail sometimes. Yeah. You, you go through so many bad ones and it's, yeah. it's you sometimes too. But no, I think you're so good at um, bringing like honesty to the conversations. That's why I like having conversations with you because mm. you're so like open about where you're at. When you're having a crappy day, you just say it, you know, <laughs> and if you're not, you're, you're celebrating something, you say that uh-huh. and it makes me feel like, oh, like she's being really open and honest and I want to be open and honest too. And it kind of awesome. creates that space. Aww. And I think a lot of people feel that way when they talk to you, you know? Oh, that's awesome. This is like girl affirmation. Yes, I love it. Today, we're just tuning each other's horns. (laughs) And you have like such, um, I would say like social stamina. Like sometimes I get really tired. Uh Like I, like I I even, I just stop. I don't even want to input anything into this conversation anymore. I'm just so tired. Like it's not you. It's just I'm I'm exhausted. But you have such like social, I think social stamina. Yeah. Where you're able to like take in people's different, like even if you don't agree with them and it's, right. it, they're ruffling your feathers a little bit you still have like that room and grace for them yeah you know? yeah yeah which sometimes i'm like if i don't if i don't like you i just kind of just socially shut down and yeah like, all right just say it i'm gonna leave in five minutes just yeah. hurry up and say everything that you want to say oh my I'm god leave. yeah no i definitely have those days uh <laughs> I definitely have those days where I like as soon as I leave their car and they drop me off, I'm like, bye guys. I turn around and my face is like, I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'm such a fake. I'm such a fake. (laughs) Fraud. Just kidding.
Um, um, but yeah. yeah. Mm. So, okay. Regardless of how great of a conversationalist we are, Michelle and I both have social anxiety still. Yeah. And there's different areas that I can improve in. Yes, definitely. definitely. I'm not. I mean, we're okay at it, but yeah. there's still room for me to grow in it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, there are contexts where I do feel socially mm-hmm. like anxious. Mm-hmm. I feel like that on like first dates mm. or um, even like hanging out one-on-one with friends. friends right. It's a different type yeah, of anxiety. Yeah. Or but new, like new environments. Yes. Or like work environments. Even work. Totally. You know, yeah. Uh, big groups, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, there are different anxieties yes. for all of us mm-hmm. surrounding that. So... Um, we kind of want to break it down a little bit so we understand what social anxiety is. Um, right. There's a new term that we discovered while we were researching this topic. It is FOPO. 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 What does FOPO stand for? FOPO stands for fear of other people's opinions. Ah, FOPO. Move over, FOMO. It's <laughs> FOPO. It's the year 2020. It's the year of FOPO. It's our time to shine. <laughs> FOPO. So uh, walk me through, I mean, yeah, walk me through what FOPO is. FOPO, okay, so fear of other people's opinions, uh, it's basically the underlying basis of social anxiety. Mm. And we tend to experience this when we're talking to whoever, like right. strangers, coworkers, <laughs> even friends. Um, yeah. Uh, we were, oh, so that's basically what social anxiety is, um, is a persistent fear of one or more social or performance type situations that involve being exposed to unfamiliar people or, uh, you know, or familiar people mm-hmm. um, to possible scrutiny by, by others. others. And yeah. that's, that's a definition by mm. the DSM-5. Yeah. And I do agree with that. I think a lot of my, so if I really break it down and I want to think about why I'm so socially anxious in certain contexts. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I feel like I don't want to be judged in a certain way. I want to be this perfect person and mm. or, you know, or maybe I just don't know what I'm walking into. Yeah. So those things kind of, uh, yeah, make me really like nervous. And I just, I don't know what to do. I'm like, are you going to hate me? Do you think I'm like boring or do you think that I'm like not cool? I know. You know, or like I'm just. Do you think I'm smart? Uh, yeah. Do you think I'm oh, dumb? Yeah. That's yeah. a huge That's one a huge thing. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, do you think I'm dumb? Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. That's like a big insecurity for me. <sighs> I don't I know why. Of us. Yeah. yeah, it's rooted in childhood. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll, we'll unpack that a little yeah. later <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> Unpacking our childhood therapy, trauma. Therapy session with detail. <laughs> Um, all right. So people with social anxiety, they often don't realize when they have like these anxious type behaviors yeah. um, and it's being driven by anxiety. So uh, they tend to exhibit three types of behaviors. Mm. You either uh, tend to exhibit avoidance behaviors. So that's when you stay away from situations that make you anxious. Mm -hmm. So you might turn down um, opportunities to hang out or be social um, or like uh, public presentations and things like that. Mm -hmm. And where you have to face scrutiny by other people, you will avoid it altogether. Um, Sometimes you might exhibit escape behaviors. And this is when you just straight up leave situations that make you anxious. So Mm -hmm. you're like running away from it. So you'll leave uh, from a party or a concert. Yeah, just early. You might dip out. You might be that ghost ghoster. What do you say? Mm -hmm. The Irish exit? (laughs) You might be one of those people. Yes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. last but not least, 
Uh, you might have uh, some safety behaviors. And these are just any type of action you do to reduce your anxiety in social situations, such as drinking mm-hmm. um, to feel a little more relaxed or you are on your phone because having that in front of you kind of makes you feel like you have something to go to. True. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, that is so true. Mm-hmm. When we are, well, you know, have you ever been, I have done this uh-huh. where I'm like in a situation I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. scrolling as if I'm texting it looks like I'm like so engaged into my phone and I'm like texting someone but I'm really not I'm really just I just want to get out of here yeah. and I don't want to be here or... I've definitely been in those situations where I've been in like at a party or something and um, I just made it look like I was talking to someone on the phone and it was like <laughs> no one oh yeah I've, oh my god I've done that oh I'm really like, oh hello Oh, oh yeah, let me, like, let me get oh, this. Yeah. Let me get this. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, I hope nobody calls me right now. Oh my god, how embarrassing if somebody calls me and I'm like pretending to be ringing. Oh wait, oh I have another call. <laughs> okay, yeah. So there's definitely things we hide behind. Um, yeah, it's just or kind easier. of fun to go yeah, to. Yeah, to yeah. find some safety in those situations. We need some safety. I know. Uh, okay, so, so you, you're talking about avoidance, right? So we're yeah. just not attending any activities. <clears throat> we're not initiating any yes. conversations. Yeah. Um, so according to mm-hmm. the National Society. Uh, no, I'm sorry, National Social Anxiety Center. Um, there's some crutches that we use. Mm, yes, the um, these can be categorized under those types of behaviors like avoidance. So not intending things, not initiating conversations. Um, yeah, we're s- just kind of keeping... Yeah, we're speaking very little about ourselves. Yeah. Actually, I am kind of... I am guilty of this. Sometimes mm. um, I do when I'm like, I don't want to share too much about myself. I, yeah. I sort of deflect and yes. really ask more questions to that other person because I don't want you to like ask me any yes. questions. I have friends who do that yeah. too. I'm I'm kind of not... It's harder for me to not share actually. I'm totally an open book. Yes. So I... I have to be careful not to overshare. Overshare. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, I do find when I ask certain friends, like, yeah, so what about you? Mm -hmm. They, like, never answer that question. It's a short answer. It's like, yeah, no, that's good. But what about you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I saw that, you know, you went to the fair. Like, tell me about it. You know, I just, yeah, that's kind of one of of my crutches, definitely, that I just sort of deflected back onto Mm -hmm. you. But I think some ways that we can overcome those crutches that we may naturally have Uh or, you know, being, number one, being aware yes. of those crutches that, that we do have. That's hard. But that is hard. But take it, a moment to kind of think about your tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are, how do you like default to like your comfort zone? Right. Right. Like right. If you want to, this is purely if you want to improve in your conversation skills and, mm-hmm. and break out of that in anxious mode and like have that anxiety mm-hmm. with about other people. And like really kind of starting small, mm-hmm. you know, going out to that one meetup with your friends or like that one social gathering here there there was one person that i know and i was really like almost impressed with his like effort uh, effort because he has social anxiety he said Mm -hmm. and he was like i'm making an effort to come out here even though it's uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. me but i really want to and i I felt like that's awesome that's so good like you're so self-aware that you you have a tendency to avoid Mm -hmm. but you're trying to change that and i thought that was super amazing yeah and really great that he was there and yeah That's baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, Yeah, so figure out what those steps are for you, like what makes you kind of uncomfortable and kind of expose yourself. And that Mm -hmm. is what it is. It's exposure therapy. Um, Is to kind of 
like take those small baby mm-hmm. steps into whatever is uncomfortable yeah. for and you. Yeah, and you gotta build confidence around like, hey, I did it yeah. for like an hour. I was hanging out with friends for about an hour. I feel okay. Like nothing terrible happened. Yeah, like, no one is making me feel terrible about myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can extend it to two hours next time. Or yeah, maybe I can uh, go to a hangout that's more than one person, and it's like with three people. Or right, like right, right. So I think you just like slowly, gradually can increase right like your social capacity to mm-hmm. there. All right. Another uh, crutch that we tend to do or have is uh, self-monitoring and evaluating. And I am so, this is totally a crutch Uh, of mine, uh Um, where you have a running commentary about yourself in your mind while you're trying to engage in conversation. So you're constantly thinking about how you think you're doing, what you think you look like to the other person or Mm. what you think you're coming across as. Um, Yeah, I'm totally guilty of this. Uh, And a kind of remedy for this tendency is to practice some mindfulness, mm-hmm. which means to focus with curiosity on the person in front of you, the conversation or whatever activity you are engaged in while treating those like running commentaries mm-hmm. as kind of just like little distractions in the background. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um and what kind of helps me with that is like mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. So actually in meditation, that's what you practice is kind of taking those thoughts that come into your mind constantly okay. and uh-huh. kind of letting them go mm-hmm. or like watching them as, as if you're watching clouds go by in the distance. Nice. So that's like, that's definitely mm-hmm. like a practice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it helps you kind of take the focus off of your, whatever's going on in your head yeah. back to the other person. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that it's less inward focus. Cause I think then you can get really caught up in your own head, yeah. but when you're, intention and intent is to focus on the other person yeah. it kind of alleviates that pressure of like yeah. oh am i doing everything right or am i like coming off at a certain way it's just like you know what for like let's suspend that for a little bit and right. i'm just gonna really focus on this other person and right, like really right, listen right. to what they have to say yeah. So yeah that's a great great tip yeah and it takes practice like um because sooner or later that commentary will come back to that forefront mm-hmm. of your mind yeah but just uh, breathe and very gently remind yourself, oh, this is happening again. And then switch your focus again back yeah. to the other person. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the more you do it, like we said before, with the other crutch, like the more momentum and self-confidence you'll get about, you know, being able yeah. to lessen that commentary in your yeah, head. Definitely. And I think um and something with like mindfulness of yourself, I think it helps when let's say you're you're not you're not gonna jive with every single person that you're meeting. Right. Um, but if you are trying to make an effort to get to know that person, let's mm-hmm. say that is your intent, like figure out what you're curious about them and like really kind of try to figure out yeah that person out like make it a game kind of in a way yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. I want to know a little bit more about this person and and direct the conversation that is more like I guess like something that interests you too I think like sometimes like you like could go get into a conversation that's like really not interesting to Mm -hmm. you because you're just like personally you're not like that invested in it but you know how can we then turn it into a conversation that we both can enjoy right and I'm sure the other person would also appreciate it if you are enjoying the conversation too exactly something I like to do in conversations especially if you're talking about something you're not maybe the other person is interested in and you're not per se yeah like is well kind of find out like why the other person is interested in it like what what why are you passionate about that like Mm -hmm. tell me more about that and Mm -hmm. what got you started in it and Mm -hmm. like and you kind of go down that rabbit hole and it'll foster like a pretty interesting conversation yeah because i think anytime a person is that into something there there has to be something 
interesting about it, at least to them. And right. that's interesting. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, why, yeah. What, why? Like, why do you like uh, bunnies? Like, what is so cool? <laughs> why do you like sports? <laughs> <laughs> that's my question all the time. Like, well, oh, yeah, this is so fun. <laughs> I, I know. Whenever, whenever someone's super passionate about sports, I'm like, mm. Mm. that's when I really take it as kind of like, a, I'll just... You know, I ask them questions as if I've never heard of this sport before. Like, just tell me about it. Well, how do you do this? What is that? And they will get into it. Oh, yes. All right. So the next uh, uh, crutch is called scripting. So when we're that's when we're thinking of what to say next in a conversation before the conversation begins or maybe even before the other person finishes what they're saying. So you're already you already have Mm. something prepared to say. Yeah. I'm man I thought so it's funny when this was brought up because uh I do this and oh, yeah. I thought I, I do it thought, too I thought it was a strategy <laughs> oh hey you know it can be like I, <laughs> I was like wait wait this is under crutches I thought this was a strategy it, it, you know there's like a fine line I think you know, it can be a crutch but it can also be a strategy I just think depending. You, you're right you're yeah. right I sometimes I like have questions ready to go in my mind yeah and that's kind of and I, you know uh, what but you can but I guess that can be a crutch I'm like not letting I'm not allowing for it to be like a natural conversation I'm yeah. just like okay like I don't want to have a lull yeah yeah in yeah the intro or like when we're meeting up so I'm just gonna have these default questions in the back yeah. of my mind but <clears throat> Yes. It's interesting. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so what scripting reinforces is our perfectionistic beliefs. Which makes sense. Yeah, yes. that you have to perform well to be accepted. Um, and this might lessen the enjoyment of the conversation and increase your anxiety. Mm. So it might backfire on you. True. It might be a strategy in making the other person feel like, wow, like they have such interesting questions. Right. But it backfires on you. Yeah. Because where you feel like, dang it, I'm now like pigeonholed into this. Yeah. yeah. So Because what if you run out of things? things to say yeah um and and it can also tend to make conversations awkward and stiff if it's just not coming from a very like free flowy Mm. natural place um so the remedy for this would be free association and um what free association is is uh you kind of like what you kind of say whatever comes to your Mm -hmm. mind whatever comes next into your mind um so in the moment what you can practice is maybe like focus on what is being said in the moment not what it to say next so whatever the person just said Mm -hmm. um like take that in and then whatever pops up next in your mind kind of go with that as your response yeah um and see where that takes you Mm -hmm. because i feel like um like that's a more natural uh like interaction yeah and you know there's a lot of fear there for coming off like like sounding stupid Stupid. or unintelligent or kind of random (laughs) but you'd be surprised and you know you might come off that like kind of random Mm -hmm. i don't think the person's gonna think that you're dumb yeah like uh like oh that's an interesting way you're taking this conversation right yeah Yeah. but i think if the other person is like uh like a worthwhile person to keep talking to Mm -hmm. they will continue Mm -hmm. the conversation Yes. yes yeah And so uh, let's just say there is an awkward gap in the conversation. Um, Maybe something you can do is like think about the last thing that was said uh, and try to, you know, say something about that. Or don't be afraid to change the subject if like you kind of run out of things to say. But you want to continue talking to this person. Yeah, maybe talk about something that you're interested in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's good. Um, sometimes we could feel a little awkward, or I do sometimes, uh, like changing the subject mm. um, and just kind of throwing out a random, like, oh, by the way, I did this. Mm-hmm. I went to this concert. Like, it has nothing to do with anything that we talked about, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about this and mm-hmm. engage if the other person is interested. You kind of yeah. know. If they start asking questions about it, then it sounds like they're, they're you know, they, they bit the yeah. bait, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but I I feel like I need to get better or like feel more comfortable doing it because sometimes I do feel like, oh man, like I don't want to, maybe it's because I'm traumatized by conversation <laughs> hijackers. <laughs> so yeah. hyper aware that yeah. I don't want to be one. And I'm just like, I, I want to change the subject, but I don't want to hijack this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I have to be more comfortable with that. So that's definitely something I want to work on mm-hmm. uh, this year. Yes. Awesome. All right. So we're down to a couple more over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be um, being taxiturn and terse. So basically yes. that means um, sometimes we tend to speak very briefly mm. when uh, asking questions or responding to yeah. people. So just very like short wor- short um, responses or questions. And we tend to do this when we want to kind of get the attention off of, off ourselves, of ourselves as fast as possible yeah. Yeah. in case we get judged for something. For sure. But w- that <clears throat> might actually backfire on you. Because mm. it could frustrate, and I think most of the times it does kind of frustrate the other person who might yeah. be trying to like get the conversation going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely frustration, or they might just feel like you're not engaged at that point. Yeah, that like, you're oh, not interested. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, and they just kind of, even though you are, mm-hmm. it's just you have these sort of. And for me, I think when I do this, it's comes from a place like insecurity. Well, number one, I could be actually genuinely disengaged. Like I, maybe I'm thinking about something else, and right. it's just I'm not here with you at the moment. Right. But other times, it's usually like I feel very self conscious, mm-hmm. and I feel like oh, like. I there's just I don't either know enough to like I don't want to expose that I don't know enough or I don't feel like there's value in what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so there is a bit of self-esteem that is tied to this totally um where like that anxiety of like oh like I'm just like I have nothing good to say right now I have nothing to add but to va- add add value to this conversation yeah. I just don't and so hurry up and like yes yes no maybe so and then like right please, right, let's right right turn right this attention back to you yeah and sometimes maybe you just don't like have the words to like say more than that Mm -hmm. but I would just say then like the next thing that you say or whatever you do next like show that you're still wanting to engage Engage. versus like you know your body language or avoiding eye contact all Mm -hmm. that all of Mm -hmm. that shows like you don't want to engage so a remedy to that would be kind of like Add a few more words to your sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe share a story. Fluff that's it up. Fluff yeah. it up. Fluff it up. Fluffy. That's how you get through school and that's how you get through life. <laughs> you just kind of fluff it up a little bit sometimes. Yes, double space. <laughs> I get away with 2.5 double space. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, something I always like to tell people too is tell stories. Um, I tell too many stories. You are I'm really like, good at telling oh, stories. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. I have way too many stories <laughs> and I like sharing them. But if you don't and you're a little shy um, I th- or you might not know what to say, something mm-hmm. I like to do is, you know, maybe share a little story about yourself or like an experience that you mm-hmm. had that's kind of relevant relevant to the topic of conversation and you'll find that like you'll be saying a lot more than you yeah you were I think before that's a great uh, yeah. attempt just to tell a story because then there's a beginning middle and end so it will take up just physically a lot of time right. but as you're going through life I think you know you I think self-care and you know we talked about this that self-care and like self-esteem is so important in in our perception 
of ourselves and how we interact and how that affects our interactions mm-hmm. with other people. So, you know, if you're doing something like don't feel like even the most menial things of like fixing your garage door, like you can talk about it. And people like for some odd reason, some people will find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what tools did you use? Like, oh, my God, that happened to me. Like, yeah. how long did it take? Like, you'll be so surprised at how people connect to the most weirdest menial things and mm-hmm. um and you can just have a budding friendship from that you know yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. don't like nothing is too little and nothing is too grand to share yeah all right and last but not least a uh, crutch that we tend to do is interview oh <laughs> yep, that's me yes i think both <laughs> of us yeah uh we ask an ongoing series of questions and say very little, little about yeah. ourselves yes. And um, Michelle and I were talking about this because we both have a tendency to do this. Yeah. You know, uh, for a lot of reasons. I think one, we're both curious. Very true. So we have, I, I'm I, sure, a plethora of I am questions. I'm genuinely curious. Yes. But when, what could end up happening is, um, well, I guess people could use this as like a deflecting mechanism. Yeah. But sometimes we genuinely just like ask too many questions. And then <laughs> when you walk away from the, the time you had with this person, you feel kind of like gypped. You're like, <laughs> yeah. wait. I didn't say anything, anything about myself. <laughs> they didn't ask me. They don't even care about oh me. Oh my god, what a terrible person. I know. But really, it's just because we, <laughs> we never terrible conversation. We never gave them the shot to I ask know. us any questions. I <laughs> just dominated. There was no like beat for them to share yeah. what they, or to, for them to ask yeah. anything to us. Yeah, yeah and so um, the remedy to that would just be kind of balance it. Like yeah. take a breather. Mm. Yeah, and yes. or if you're afraid of being asked a question, take it at, with doses. Maybe yeah. like give yourself a pause. Um, mm-hmm. Or if the person asks like a reciprocating, "What about you?" Mm-hmm. Answer the question with more yeah. than one word. Exactly, yeah. and I think it it probably goes back to I can't I can't I'm, this is a general statement, but it goes back to that self esteem thing. I uh-huh. think, you know, do we have something good to say? Yeah, and, and getting all overthinking about what what our responses should be you know? right so just let go just whatever first p- thought that pops into your mind yeah. just say it and see where it goes yeah there's no i mean like this isn't your you know theoretical like this isn't a thesis paper you can retract and like actually no like let me let me see that again you know <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine right yeah um, <clears throat> so being more comfortable and give yeah like being more comfortable with even making mistakes that's mm-hmm. a big big lesson too yeah yeah um, so, yeah, so we, there's a lot of reasons why we have social anxiety and, and, and everyone, tendencies, tendencies that we have. and we all feel it like no one is perfect. Yeah. You know, no one's a perfect communicator here. But, you know, are there certain methods and treatments out there? that can kind of help us mitigate our anxiety. Yes. And as we've done our research, the uh, most popular method that's popped up for us has been uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. At first I thought it's a CBD. I'm like, I know. Well, that could help too, I, I guess. I mean, it yeah. definitely it does, does for some things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Relax. <laughs> Relax. So, I mean, okay. So basically cognitive behavioral therapy is um, cognitive restructuring and then uh, fixing certain behaviors mm-hmm. as well so paired paired with like fixing your behavior so yeah. 
Cognitive restructuring means changing the way you think to be more realistic and helpful mm. and self-compassionate. Yes. And then oh, that's um, a good word, self-compassionate. Yes. And then changing your behaviors tends to maybe like, uh, kind of like exposing yourself mm-hmm. to things that you're afraid of little by little. Yeah. Um, keyword is just gradually take those steps um, and you'll realize like a lot of things that you thought were going to happen or worst case scenarios are not as bad as you right. thought they were going to You're kind of pulling the curtains back. You're checking under the bed. You're doing you know and you're like all oh that's not a monster so, yeah it's fine like i'm alive yeah it's all good um, yeah yeah i think that's great i mean one thing that comes to mind um i always do this whenever there's like a big group uh like trip or something mm-hmm. i do feel like i go back and forth and uh, whoever is listening I, I feel like maybe some people that i want to went on this trip with might be listening <laughs> but yeah. i did have like some anxieties going on this like big bear trip that i went on a few weeks ago okay there's there's so many people were going yeah and i just felt like oh my gosh like i'm gonna be so exhausted yeah like, there's, i don't even know what we're gonna talk about like there's i just felt this back and forth like at one day i'd be really excited for it the next day i'm like maybe i don't want to go maybe yeah. like i don't want to be in that situation like i don't know right mm-hmm. any but any type of like big group situations or where, where i don't have an escape like oh, i don't have an escape plan yeah like i feel you anxious. feel trapped yeah that trapped stuck to that social so, scenario exactly yeah 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 so um but i'm like you know I do have to kind of step back and think about it historically. Like I always have fun with these people. Like they're uh-huh. fine. Like they're my friends. And mm-hmm. um, I like why am I even worried about it? Right. You know? That's awesome. That's a good strategy. Like thinking like that helps you. You're thinking more realistically. Yeah. Exactly. About like grounding the myself people involved. a little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the cognitive part of CBT would basically be like um, you have this certain uh, idea or fear um, of like this social situation. Yeah. that might be like disproportionately negative mm-hmm. um but what that what cbt kind of helps you do is to recognize where it's kind of dip, disproportionate mm-hmm. yeah um and you kind of embrace the existence of maybe there's other ways of thinking about this and mm-hmm. that's kind of exactly what you did there yeah yeah, yeah. and i love you guys if you guys are listening <laughs> <laughs> i loved our trip yeah. it was really fun so, um, yeah and there's nothing to fear but. yeah for me, uh, I guess an, a good example would be like first dates. So mm. I've been going on some anxiety dates. Ridden, yes. Oh my gosh. And there's much, always anxiety surrounding just meeting a random stranger <laughs> because guess what? I've definitely had my fair share of bad dates. Uh, I think my yes. like uh, not so positive experiences probably outnumber the good ones. But, you know, that's true I, for most of us here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, it hasn't dissuaded me because mm-hmm. I feel like um, from going on more dates yes. because I realized like it wasn't as bad as it thought as I thought it was. Gonna yeah. be. And, you know, even <clears throat> if it was like exactly what I expected it yeah. was going to be, um, that doesn't mean that the next person that I meet is going to it's going to be the exact same way. Right. Um, and I don't know, the more I do it, the kind of easier, easier it is gets. for me to do it again ne- the right. next time. Yeah. 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 It's no, not as yeah. like overwhelming. Exactly. So the, the realistic thing is that you have to go on a first date with somebody. You, you, you're you not going to know until you get there. But yeah. that's just kind of the first step with meeting anyone. So you have to do it. Exactly. Because you know, the, the alternate is just not meeting them at all and right. never getting to know them. Right, right. Um, but I think you're right. I think as you build sort of... Uh, a self-confidence a, a self-confidence mm-hmm. and you have more like you're walking into a situation now that you're more familiar with so uh-huh. if it is a bad day you kind of have your 
like strategies or you'd kind of know how to remove yourself from that yeah and you yeah so you feel more comfortable or it's more familiar to you I would say yeah and and definitely you know you learn from your mistakes yes so like whatever experience prior you can kind of take uh from that experience and and as like knowledge as you move into Mm. the next all right all right you guys so we kind of want to move into the latter portion of our segment here and give you some some good tips tips, some practical tips on how to become a better communicator yeah that's right so we've talked about our anxieties we've talked about how to deal with our anxieties so the natural next step is to apply that Yes. And there are some really key important things that we want to share with you or list things that we've really we think that are important. Yes. So Mm -hmm. here are some qualities that we think uh, a good communicator should have. Mm. Um, One number one would be a good attitude. And I feel like this attitude has a lot to do with humility and with that humility comes with like it comes with open mindedness and kind of um this like grace that you extend to other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was reading that book uh, that I had mentioned earlier, it was talked about like being generous with ourselves and our time when we're mm. having a conversation with someone. And I thought that was such an interesting way to put it because I never really thought about it mm-hmm. that um, having grace or having that giving space to somebody to mm-hmm. have time with you or spending time with them is you being generous uh, with your time, number one. Mm-hmm. But also when you share things about yourself and you open that part of your life. Right. And you share that, that you're being generous. And right. It's, it's the same as you sharing something physically with that person, whether it's like your food or your home or, um, you know, whatever it is, like sharing your homework answers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You're being very generous there. Um you are also being very generous with that person because you it's it's like it's almost a sign of like hey I respect you and right. I like I, I like spending time with you so I'm gonna open up to you and I'm right. gonna give you this piece and you don't obviously you don't have to like share your entire life with that person it you know you're gonna have multiple interactions with them mm-hmm. um, but you know I thought it was like a really interesting way to frame that yeah yeah I I think it's it's so key like having that um, just posture of uh, being humble in any type of, mm-hmm. you know, communication conversation yeah. setting <clears throat> is so key because uh, it sets you up for success. Yeah. Like the only thing humility can do for you in those situations is is really just put you on the same playing field as everybody else. Yeah. And I think this kind of alludes to what we mentioned in the very beginning about everybody having a different background, mm-hmm. like cultural background. Yeah. Um, you might have very different beliefs compared to the person yeah. that you're talking to. Um, and you might have grown up in very different environments. Um, and that affects your viewpoints about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might all be playing on a very subconscious level, yeah. but as long as you have this open ear and open mind and you're opened, you have this like kind of humility about you that you're willing to talk about anything, like yeah. every, nothing is like off the table when it comes to discussing. Exactly. Um, you can literally, the world is your oyster. Like right. you can have a lot of different conversations. And it's sort of like the posture of, like you said, the posture and your attitude where you feel like, oh, this person, I can learn something from this person. Even if we're like so diametrically different from from each other, like I can still gain something and I can still learn something from them. And that is 
really where humility kind of steps yes, in, you know, I like love that. where you're not above them, but right. you're just like, I'm really ready to receive yeah. whatever you're offering. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Mm. I love that. Yes. You can always learn from anybody. Yes. And, and with that, some other, like, I think that naturally uh, means that you should have some patience mm-hmm. with people. And, you know, and some people aren't, they're not going to be that great at communicating. Like, let's be real. It's everyone's sort of on this spectrum of good and bad. Like, and I'm somewhere like in the middle too, you know, Um, but having patience for someone, maybe they are like, they do experience like real anxiety, anxiety when they're talking to you or talking to anyone. So like really being patient to letting them have that space to think it through or to have that process instead of like, okay, hurry up. What's your point? Like, let's get on, you know, and that that builds more anxiety for that person when your body language is like, okay, hurry up and just say it. Right. You know, it's just, so mean you're like tapping your feet or like yeah like come on come on yeah and 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 also have patience uh towards yourself like yeah because i I think something we tend to do is like our mind is running at like 100 miles an Mm -hmm. hour and we're like what do we say next like what do you so like take a breath right slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. and um you don't have to have that next thing figured out like whatever pops randomly into your head next shoot go for it it. you know like Yeah. yeah and if you mess up who cares? What's yeah. the worst that's mm-hmm. going to happen? Exactly. Like, you're not going to die, and this person isn't going to hate you forever. Yeah. So, yeah, have some yeah. patience for yourself, too, as for you're trying sure. to communicate. And, and me... And feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. I That's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But you just own your awkwardness. Own the awkward situations. Obviously, I don't like being awkward, too. But mm-hmm. I always feel like if I just point out that it's awkward, it's it kind of lessens the tension of it the does. awkwardness. You know? you know, actually I've had that like backfire on me a little Ooh. bit. So I guess it kind of depends because uh, I've kind of been like, or like some people are like, ah, oh, what to talk about next? And I don't know, like, unless you pick it back up, you're able, you guys are both yeah. kind of like able to pick it back yeah. up from there. But sometimes I've definitely had those moments where, you know, people are like, yeah, what do we talk about next? Or I'm trying to think of what to talk about <laughs> next. And I'm just like, ha okay. Yeah. But it's like, like oh, well, oh. I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends. I guess okay. you can pick it up. And yes, then, you yeah. can pick it up. And you're, you you feel that awkwardness and someone says that, like, hey, what, are we tell what should we talk about next? Yeah. Just own it. Just give, again, patience, and, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. Meet them, meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. Yeah. Meet them where they're at. from there. Yeah. All right. So that kind of um, leads us to like, yeah, basically an uh, ability to tolerate, tolerate awkwardness and, and the ambiguity. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, like I think not every conversation is going to have a point. Yeah. And I think there are, there are definitely people out there I've met where like, just get to the point. Like, why are we having this conversation? Well, sometimes conversations is all about the interaction itself. Right. And you have to be aware of that, mm-hmm. that connecting with people doesn't necessarily have to have an end goal mm-hmm. or some end byproduct of your conversation. Right. You're but just can, getting to know someone. Exactly. And so, time. you know, just be okay with the ambiguity of your conversation. Like, where is this going? Like, But I get it. I, yeah. I get a little frustrated where I'm like, we're... Where are you taking me right now? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, but even then, just like having the patience to, to you know, yeah, let it let it go where it wants to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next quality we want to mention is something we've mentioned before, and it is mindfulness. Oh, yeah, mindfulness. So uh, this kind of ties into listening as well. 
Um, mindful, mindfulness helps us to empathize mm. and it helps us to process rather than to try and get an outcome out of something. It helps us avoid autopilot communication, which I am, you know, I, you I know, it happens all it. the time all do it. for yeah. different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like either we're exhausted and we don't, we genuinely right. just, our minds are not working exactly, or we're anxious mm-hmm. or we just like genuinely don't know what to do. You turn on autopilot. Yeah. Um, but uh, mindful listening and mindful communication helps you kind of avoid that and have genuine uh, interactions. Exactly. And it helps you to work and work to adapt and understand the other person's message. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot. But, but I think it could kind of summed up into yeah. like authentic, like not authentic, uh, like active listening. Yeah. Where your intention is to listen to that person. Yeah. And there are multiple reasons why we might suck at listening to other people. Uh-huh. Um, and as I was reading, there was a section here about um, like focusing on that other person. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes when we lose focus and, and, we, and that happens mm-hmm. when we're stressed and we're tired and there's something on our minds like we naturally just physically can't focus mm. and it makes us really it makes the conversation really hard to continue because yeah. we're just not fully there yeah. but that could be us um there are other things that you could be really mindful of and, and try to be aware of is you know do you uh, they're saying um sometimes we don't listen to an, the other person because we don't respect them like, we don't respect that they have anything good to say or they yeah. don't have anything of value. So we don't want to submit our listening because listening is sort Whoa. of a submissive Real talk act. right there. Yeah. <laughs> submissive is kind of a, it's it's you like, hey, like, I'm going to give you this space to talk and like freely share what you want to say. Whoa, and it's an yeah. act of submission yeah. in, a, in a sense. Yes. Um, so when you don't want to listen to them and you're like, I don't think I want to submit or give you that time of day. Yeah. Um, other things that I was talking about was like maybe you don't trust that person for whatever reason Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so you're sort of um like you're guarded yeah you're not and you're just maybe you're overthinking there's a lot of things that could happen when you don't trust the other person and it it doesn't have to be such a negative thing it could be like i really don't know you and i don't know what your intent is right so i'm just trying to like i'm trying to suss you out right now yeah so it totally kind of lowers the value of whatever they're saying yeah or you're just really distracted with like trying to figure them out versus like really listening to what they're saying yeah yeah and just letting the conversation go Mm -hmm. um so there are a lot of things that play at, at as to why we why we don't listen well to Those some are people. Really, really awesome points. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So practicing mindfulness, which is basically like focus, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um. Practicing uh, a like focus with curiosity. Yes. And focus mm-hmm. with like trying to just quiet the distractions in your mind. Yeah. Um. This is going to help you to better listen and assess like what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. Feel more grounded. Um in yourself yeah. when you're yeah. having communications and then understand like even recognize the crazy like the crazy thoughts maybe yeah. or like the the scripts or whatever right. that's running through your mm-hmm. own head and then you're able to deal with it from yeah there. it's so much about that building that self-awareness and i get yeah. i get it that is something that we do have to practice and something i have to practice right, right more of right. as well but as we grow older and we mature i think uh, we just have a natural tendency to build that self-awareness in us. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, we, we yeah. all are doing that. Yeah. Um, and another thing um, to help, you know, be 
another quality of a good communicator mm-hmm. is we talked about is uh, authenticity, just yes. being yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I think if you struggle with this, it, it might be some time to, you know, step back and invest in yourself. Yeah. You know, before you go out there and put yourself out there, mm-hmm. if you feel a little bit anxious about, you know, yourself and, and, and being out in the world, like take some time to, uh, do things that you like to do like build that self-confidence in you yeah um like we talked about you know even if it's something like like fixing a garage or whatever it is it could be the most weirdest like or most mundane thing but if you like it and you whatever helps you feel more confident about yourself yeah just do it like you like it so do it and and naturally as you learn and you like pick up these skills or whatever it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. um you can you have something to share with somebody yeah you know yeah, I, I can totally like speak to this too. I feel like it wasn't until I really started um, investing in things that uh, investing in things that help me, yeah. um, whether it be like physical exercise yes. or um, creative outlets mm-hmm. or things like learning, like learning things yeah. um, that I'm actually interested in or curious about that I, there was this like self-confidence that naturally built from that. And so when I was having conversations with people, I was able to ask intuitive questions mm-hmm. based on my own experiences. experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this might actually help you ask better questions mm-hmm. and become like develop this natural curiosity I like for that. other people yeah. um, and what they might be into. I like that because yeah. I think um, you're right. Like you need to sometimes go through certain experiences to even under like to know what type of questions exactly you... to to understand that headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. I like that to expand like expand your experiences a little bit. Like yeah. you know, invest in yourself, invest in things that you like to do, and you're curious naturally curious and interested about Mm -hmm. and that's going to also help you uh connect with other people better yep i agree so i like that love it all right and last but not least (sighs) finally this is kind of like an advanced skill it is an advanced skill but it is the ability to adapt our communication styles so whether it be reading nonverbal cues um mimicking yes so uh, that's always a good default i mean like we talked about how mimicking could backfire us. Well. <laughs> yes, we did talk about <laughs> the examples of this. So, uh, so mimicking, reading nonverbal cues, we all kind of know what that yeah, is, right? Yeah. Like the ability to see and recognize when a person is like losing interest, maybe, mm-hmm. or a person wants to hear more, more. like just certain things yeah. about their body, body or, language, like, exactly. or their like intonation of their voice, right, vocals, right, right, all that, right? Yeah, and that takes a lot of practice. That just means you got to interact with more yeah. people that exactly. understand them mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, and with mimicking, what that is is uh, kind of mirroring what the other person yeah. is doing. And we were thinking about that one episode on The Office. Yeah, Andy is trying to get on. Uh, and he's like kissing Michael's butt. Yeah, and he's, he's just... like a new employee, <laughs> and he's trying to get on Michael's good side. And he's just mimicking everything that he's doing. Yeah, and, and Michael's like, eh, I kind of like this guy. guy, and it works. Yeah, it works. It it's uh, it's really basic, but if you feel like you really want this other, so this is a good interview tip. Like if you're going into an oh, interview, really in person interview, like try to mimic that person the interviewer yeah the interviewer is sort of posture and like Mm. the way that they speak like 
try to match it because in in their minds for some reason they're like wow I feel so comfortable with this I know. person or I it's feel like I do good it. Yeah. yeah 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 um you feel almost like complimented yeah um it's a weird psychological thing yeah, that yeah. happens <laughs> but we're it, all narcissists yeah. that's why you know really <laughs> this, deep down this is so true uh, <laughs> we're so all we just like selfish we're, we're like, human oh, beings I don't know what it what it is about this girl but I really like her yeah so, yeah so yeah she's doing everything that you're doing yeah like that um, <laughs> um but it could backfire mm. so yeah you gotta i don't know mimicking it could be a strategy but don't do too much <laughs> don't do too much where it's like not authentic anymore yeah you yeah, can yeah. see through it um but it's just a you know beginner's guide yes if, beginner's if you're guide. in like a, a totally new environment you just need you know you something you want, to work with well, yeah you have that yeah mimicking is um, a strategy. i also noted uh how to deal with like difficult people because i think sometimes it's easy to like go head to head and that like, is me debate. i am like so confrontational hey, and sometimes that other person needs to hear it Oof. right like but I most power of the times you, i need to, to like you. cool down um but i i there is a strategy here that um to help sort of diffuse certain tense situations where that person it. is like mm-hmm. debating with you there's like the difference between yes and and yes but i think Ooh. when you say when when you say yes to that person it's not that you're agreeing with what they're saying it's just right. like yes i hear you yes. and blah blah and you know and it's more of a positive note because when you say yes but it's it's very you're almost like negating negating them exactly yeah. but when you say yes yes like you feel that way and like they're also like these positive qualities mm. about that uh thing that i deserve i'm disagreeing with you on you know yeah i'll have to test that out yeah test it out let me know but it just sort of like diffuses the tension like oh like i oh they're so it kind of makes them feel like you're sort of agreeing with them so they kind of put their guard down a little bit Uh but you're still like you're still able to say what you want to say and Mm -hmm. what your stance is but it isn't so like aggressive right right like confrontational exactly um but again with that being said some people you just need to put them in their place let Mm -hmm. me just let's be real yes no i definitely have people need to like get shut down like please that wasn't appropriate no listen here (laughs) you need to sit down and shut up and let me tell you <laughs> you, we all have those days, okay, you guys. I'm not perfect. <laughs> if Michelle's shutting you down, you know you've done something wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, so, um, as we're closing here, let's yeah. uh, just some quick things, like mini tips we want to give you. Let's say you're initiating a conversation. Um, uh, instead of asking like questions where they the response can only really be one word, uh, maybe ask some open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think about maybe the person given the setting or the activity in which you guys are doing or meeting and uh, ask a random question pertaining to that. Right. And if you're going to be joining a conversation, and I, I think this is a little bit difficult if you feel a little unsure of yourself, uh-huh. but you just have to go for it. Um, if you're kind of floating around and you find yourself in a, you find yourself in the middle of a conversation, just naturally join in and like, and honestly, no one feels that weird about it. Like you kind of sit and like, listen, pick up where they're at and then share your thoughts when there's a pause, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just be mindfully curious about that um share you know your free associated uh reactions to mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. the group is talking about or the other person is talking about right and just kind of seamlessly slip in and yeah. honestly no one really knows or normally points that out you know yeah and if it is like a group type conversation careful about how much you're sharing unless mm. like you kind of feel it out and you yeah there is space for that right. do not hijack the yeah conversation. don't hijack the convo okay. don't be that guy 
Um, and last but not least, um, let's say you want to escape a weird conversation mm. or it's time to cut it. Uh, treat awkwardness like background noise and kind of return your attention with curiosity mm. to the person and the conversation. Like, let's say there is an awkward pause. So, yeah, yeah. Like, just kind of like, just turn it back to the person. Yeah, exactly. ask a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't worry about it. Right. Um, or if it's time to end the conversation, um, don't feel like you're doing something wrong by doing that. Right. Just be like, you know what? Like, hey, that was hey, an awesome conversation. Yeah. Like, love talking to you. Yeah. Catch you next time. Yeah. I'm gonna head over there. Yeah. Nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to get the others other person's contact like to make mm-hmm. them feel less like uh, yes. i just don't ever oh, want to talk, talk to you again, again. Yeah. you can do that too yeah 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 all right you guys so just a quick assessment from psychology today bullet points to think about is there anything you're avoiding when you're uh like when it comes to social mm-hmm. interactions, what are those fears and anxieties for yes. you? Um, test your predictions because they might be kind of like disproportionately yeah. negative. And they, yeah, they might be an exaggeration. Of, exactly. You know, your thoughts. Challenge those types of thoughts that you have, and then identify your safety behaviors, like mm-hmm. what you your tend crutches, to do. Your exactly. crutches that we talked about, mm-hmm. and take those baby steps to kind to of expose yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to those scary mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. and reduce yep. your behaviors. And then um, practice it. Just keep repeating. Um, because practice makes perfect and it builds self-confidence yes, it and a momentum. Yes, and is. last but not least, really, really practice self-reward uh, instead of self-criticism. Yes, we don't do this enough. Yeah. yeah. Positive reinforcement instead of negative. Mm-hmm. So instead of after like a hangout or whatever, a date or like a big group meeting mm-hmm. or whatever, don't be like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? What I mean, assessment is good, yes. but don't like over assess and obsess. Yeah. And like, leave negatively. it there. Exactly. You, know, like, you had a great interaction with this person and you feel good like really be thankful for for them and like really kind of think about them I guess it it is another thing yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and and also tell pat yourself on the back like you did a good job for putting yourself out there um for really trying some strategies whether Mm -hmm. it was successful or not or maybe you did do it successfully and kind of reinforce yourself in a positive way mm. so that the next time you do it, you feel motivated to go out yes, there again I and like practice. Mm, yes. So some of our personal takeaways, you know, from our episode yeah. today is that, you know, we want to continue to increase our awareness of our surrounding uh Things surrounding our personal anxieties, mm-hmm. identifying the practical ways we can remedy those uh, anxieties, mm-hmm. and remembering to practice humility and self-compassion. I really like that word, self-compassion, yes. um, in our endeavors to become better communicators. Yes, huge. Mm-hmm. I think like um, like you pointed out, like self-compassion is something I really had to learn. Mm-hmm. It's a learned skill. It is. And um, you I almost feel like guilty being compassionate to yourself yeah you it's know? weird, weird about it also that. it also kind of feel i remember like when i first try like practiced it mm-hmm. like um in the ways that i did it felt gross yeah. i was like oh uh, this is so cheesy yeah. like this is weird like not used to it yeah. but um being kind to myself in my thoughts mm-hmm. towards myself and about myself mm-hmm. it, it took a lot it um but i took the baby steps yes and now it's just a lot easier for me to like the things that I say about myself in my head are more positive than negative. That's good. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. let's turn it around, y'all. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. that was fun. Talking about talking. Yeah. Talking about talking. Talking about talking. Yeah. 
All right, um, y'all. Thanks so much for sticking through this yeah. episode with us. We love you so much, each and every one of you yes. that give us your precious time and your commutes and wherever you are. We so appreciate you guys. You guys are so valuable to us and you and we do this because we have some listeners out there. I know. So. Just we've just gotten some feedback this past week about <sighs> um just uh, some of our episodes that we've yeah. been doing, our content, and very, it's just so encouraging. Very encouraging. So heartwarming. So thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. Yes. And, you know, please find us on yes. Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, yes. all of that. We are on all that. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes prior, please give us a rating and leave us a review. It helps us so much. Yes. And you can find updates on our podcast here on Instagram. Yes. Our handle is at DTOW podcast, D T O W podcast, and give us a follow and show us some love on our posts. Yeah. All right, y'all. We that had fun. It. Yep. Yeah. And uh, until next time, I'm Joanne. And I'm Michelle. And this is Don't, Don't Take, Take Our, our word, word for it. it. Bye, guys. Bye.